Hello and welcome to the Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of January 21. I am Joel Marshall steering the ship this week with John Barker enjoying a well-earned rest. Joining me to take a look at all the action for the weekend is my Winning Post colleague Dan Nuttall. Well Dan, a bit light on for uh, big action this weekend. There's a stakes race in Sydney, the Carrington Stakes. Uh, as we speak, the rescheduled Magic Millions meeting is uh, being run and won and Tony Gollan gets the two-year-old with Skirt the Law. So we've got sort of feature racing happening, sort of a strange part of the week this week, but um, plenty of uh, plenty of racing to try and get our teeth stuck into for the weekend anyway. Yeah, sure is. And, you know, there's a winner in every race and all pays the same. So, um, look, I think, yeah, some really good betting cards on the weekend. I think that race at Sydney, the Carrington Stakes, is, a, is one of those. Um, I think it's a bit of sort of value in that, even though it's a pretty small field. But, um, yeah, racing at Randwick and as well as Flemington on Friday as well. So, good racing for the weekend, even though it might lack some of the uh, the group and black type races we've seen in the last few weeks. Yeah, well, it certainly won't be long before it starts to heat up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Carrington Stakes, as we mentioned, is the feature race around the country on Saturday. It is uh, race six at Randwick. You've uh, spoken to Jared Austin for a story for the paper this week. Uh, he's a uh, hearty old customer. Looks like Elvis goes around and uh, I think we both agree he's going to be pretty hard to beat and um, I do note too, I spotted, um, looks like Elvis's younger half-brother go around in a trial a, a few months ago. I haven't seen him since, but Jared has that to look forward to as well. I think he's a son of Sepoy. So until he uh, steps out and makes his debut, it uh, looks like Elvis will be carrying the flag. And I think, yeah, as I said, we both agree he's going to be a, a top hope on Saturday. He does. And look, as I said, I'm with him. Um, Jared caught it. Surprisingly, this horse, he hasn't won a black type race, uh, which I was a little bit surprised by. You have a look at his, um, you know, he's at the 60 starts. He's won 10. He's very consistent customer. He's placed in a further 23 races. And I think he's placed in black type races nine or 10 times without winning one. So this looks to be one of the better chances he's had. Um, the form at Randwick doesn't read great on paper. He's had 10 starts for only three minor placings. But I think um, the stable can be pretty... Um, I guess they can go off the last start, third, when I say last start, last start at Randwick, the third, the Civic Stakes, uh, back in the winter months to Taksu. I think that reads well for this. He gets a, um, you know, he's come into this with two really good placings at Pakenham and Flemington, putting one behind corner pocket last start. So clearly going well. This is his hitting zone, 1,400 metres. He's third up and uh, every chance from barrier four. With Brett Preble uh, now in Sydney taking the ride again. He was on him in the Chester Manifold last start at Flemington. So, Look, I don't think this race has come up um, all that strong. Pretty small field, as I said, but um, looks like Elvis, and for that reason, I think a pretty good bet at $7. So he's on top for me, and he's the best of the day. Got the three, and next, Nicolini Vito. He's a very consistent horse as well. Knows where the line is. Um, good winner at 400 metres, two back, and then did a bit wrong last start in the Chester Manifold. But uh, he's a good enough for, he's a horse that's good enough to win a race like this on his day. Two, Superium, and next winner at this track last start. Very good effort. And in for fourth, I have the seven, Shakiro. I know he's uh, been a while since his last win, um, but he's sort of been flashing at times in the, in the sort of his last few efforts that, um, you know, he, he's going okay. He's he's won at this track before and down to 53 and a half kilos, an inside draw. 
I think he's worth throwing into exotics. One, three, two, and seven. Yeah, I'm with looks like Elvis as well. That record at Randwick, a little bit misleading. He's had the 10 goes and is a maiden. Um, but he's had a few placings and fifth in an Epsom, uh, fourth, I think, beaten half a length by Think It Over in a in a group three. And he drew 13 of 13 this race last year and, and had no hope. It actually didn't get beaten too far. So I think he, he matched pretty well here from this draw. And I've got him on top. Uh, each way from five, Snippy Fox, another one at decent odds. I think she's ready to peak third up. Probably better with a bit more given the ground. Uh, there was same some rain predicted around Sydney, so we'll just see what happens there. But I, in any case, I think third up, dropping to 53 and a half, she can run well. And then six, Renelli and four, Titanium Power. They'll be butting heads up front. And we'll certainly be uh, looking the winner at some stage. I would have thought both of them. But I've got one on top from five, six and four. Uh, Daniel, the rest of the program, uh, how do you see it? Your best is, looks like Elvis, so you're pretty keen on him, but your value comes up a little bit later. And, uh, yeah, she's pretty good odds too. I speak of she's the gift in race nine. Yeah, I made that, or made her my best value in Brisbane before she was scratched there. And, um, look, I think whilst this is maybe a slightly tougher affair, I'm, I'm happy to be with her at a much bigger odds at sort of 20 to one. 2,000 metres last start in a listed race. She just didn't run the trip out, but she was really good in the bell of the turf um, without holy luck two back at Gosford over this trip. She hasn't won this preparation, but I think she's been going okay. I think her form this prep certainly better than what it reads on paper. Just the forgive that, well, not so much forgive, but she just doesn't run out 2,000 metres last start. So putting a pen through that, um, back to this trip here, I think uh, with a lo- lovely draw, she'll map to get a really nice run just behind the speed. And, uh, yeah, she's a gift, pretty keen at an each-way price. Race nine, number two. Uh, my best for the day is Kanazawa. I'm sticking with him. Uh, he's improved at each run this time in. It was a good win third up. He had the right run. He quickened when asked. Uh, that was for Zach Lloyd. Dylan Gibbons takes over here, so he doesn't lose much there, and he still gets that two-kilo claim. So down to 57.5, he maps well. And I think it'll be pretty hard to beat. And my value bet still in at Canterbury Friday night. There's a few of these double acceptors. Um, but race seven, number 10, Electrica. She's going well this time in. She hasn't been able to post a win. She's been beaten favourite three times. So I guess she's been costly if you've been with her, but she really hasn't had all favours. She's had a lot of bad luck, held up at the wrong stages at several runs this time in. And I think she can measure up to this. She drops a bit in weight and at each way odds. If she's here on Saturday, I'll uh, be having something on her in Melbourne on Saturday we head to the Valley a few smallish fields but um, there's a couple of nice types going around what have you found there for us Daniel yeah my best is uh, comes up in race six and with the two ice pick Nick looks a pretty classy golding this this horse his son of frosted he races well here at the Valley it was a really nice win um, in his first preparation at this track, it was a really impressive win. He had some good horses behind him there, three-year-old quality race. Um, it wasn't far off Midwest at his next start. He's up third up here. Good last start at the Valley without a whole heap of luck. Um, I think even with the big weight, he'll just be too good for these. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to be winning better races than this uh, in time. So race six, number two, Ice Pick Nick the best. Value comes up in the last. San Fabrizio for the Chris Wallace stable. Um, the key is uh, good draw here. It's just a Flemington last start um, hasn't sort of hasn't had a lot of luck in first and second up starts, but I think here ready to peak third up. It did show good form uh, previously overseas. Um, 
and Clippers distance does suit. So is a, a big price and does need to turn a form, his form around a little bit. But I think third up, um, rising to the 1,600 metres are both important factors. So race nine, number 11, the value, San Fabrizio. Uh, my best at the Valley, I'm going with the nephew. Again, race five, number 10. He wasn't in a race run to suit at the Valley two runs back, and then he sort of had to take off, make a sustained run. He just peaked on his effort. Uh, went up in grade, uh, sorry, went down in grade, but up in weight at Sandown last time out. Ran on really well, just couldn't quite get to River Plate, who was a strong on-speed winner. Uh, just going to need the luck at the right time from gate one, but I think it's... A little bit of D-Day for him. I think you know, if he's going to sort of uh, progress to a higher level, he needs to just about win this after some close-up efforts of late. So I'm sticking with the nephew. And my value bet, race four, number three, proprietary. Uh, it was with the Sky on debut at Mornington. He'd been jumping out really well, and he was specced at good odds. He found the front. He looked under a bit of pressure on the turn, but then Ethan Brown went for him, and he kicked into gear and put a couple of lengths on them, on them quickly. Um, this is tougher because Shuffle Dance has been very heavily backed and She's racing really well. She didn't have much to go right at Flemington and uh, running on time, who Ethan Brown did win on last start, also at Mornington. He's two for two. and So it's a bit of a step up, but I think he's got a bit of a future proprietary, so I'm going to stick with him at a, on an each-way basis in race four. Racing in South Australia on Saturday, uh, heads to Gawler. Uh, of course, last week we had a couple of races at Murray Bridge and... Then those dreaded tumbleweeds wreaked havoc and uh, cost us the meeting. Never seen that before, but um, it was a weird that meeting. Yeah, it was a it weird was, Saturday last week, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. There was uh, there was plenty happening, and then there was not much happening. But um, uh, yeah, well, that Murray Bridge has been a bit of a bit of a mess altogether. They moved it to Friday, and then Oakbank lost three races, and now there's those three have been tacked onto Murray Bridge. So there's a ten race bumper program, uh, seven Metro and three. Uh, provincial races on Friday, but um, if you want the winners for that, you can pick up the winning post because they're all there, but uh, we will get stuck into Gawler on Saturday, and Daniel, a lot of the tips just seem to be honing in on a, a good thing about halfway through the card there. Yeah, East India man in race six, the four, um, has a little bit of a career revival since coming from the McAvoy camp um, to the new stable base at Gawler. And uh, look, he's he won two on the bounce last preparation. Uh, just finding the front there and being too too tough uh, in front. He won quite easily at Morphville Park's track over 1,300 metres and 400 metres at the end of the last prep. He's come back well this time and he resumed in a benchmark 70 at Sandown Hillside. Went to the front and um, was only narrowly beaten by the Quinella horses when running third there. So it was a very good return. Second up form, he's won two of six. Um, but comes out of that tougher race last start and will be up on the pace again. Is it is it is his new home track, but it's his first race start here at Gawler. Um, I think he'll be really hard to run down from in front the uh, the four race six number four East India Man, and yeah, no surprise to see quite a few keen on that horse. Uh, the value comes up in the last Sayata, who was my value last week, but was scratched. As uh, as I did point out in the uh, the podcast last week, I thought this mare. Um, given a quite a pretty quiet trial at the back of the field, but she found the line nicely under her own steam. Um, stable have a very good record with um, uh, horses coming into their stable, so sort of tried horses into their stable first up, and uh, we'll need a bit of luck from that draw, but I think she's a, a pretty decent mare on her day. She ran well without winning last prep in some tougher races in uh, New South Wales. So 
Sayata in the last, the value race nine, number four. All righty. I didn't uh, have any fancies there at Gawla. Doombin on Saturday, some decent-sized fields. Obviously, we've had a couple of weeks at the Gold Coast with some restricted races. So um, now it's for all comers. And, uh, yeah, we've got some decent-sized fields. A few scratchings, that's the norm. But um, what have you come up with for us at Doombin, Daniel? Tilly and M on top. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. I think I butchered it. But um, in race eight, number 13, uh, Tony Golan stable, uh, formerly with Gay and Adrian. He horse one. Uh, in Queensland, last preparation while with uh, the Waterhouse Spot Stable. But uh, this horse is going really well this time in. Uh, a third and a second at her pass two start. She charged late, just missed the very consistent, the big goodbye last time out um, and is back in grade for this. She will carry 53 and a half after the claim to Angela Jones. And I just think she's um, got a foot in the till, this horse. She gets a good run from that that sort of that low draw there. And um, with luck at the right time, will be quite hard to beat, I would have thought. So race eight, number 13, uh, is the best bet on the card. The value comes up earlier in the day. I'm with the Chris Waller-trained head of state uh, in race four. Now, wide draw, um, so she, the horse will need a little bit of luck. But I think he's got a bit of a class edge on these. He didn't really come up last preparation. He showed a little bit of his fourth run. Uh, on a distant third in Melbourne last prep. But really like the first up run in the wave. He uh, sort of tracked wide there, came late. It was a really good effort. He's back in grade for this. He rises in trip. Of course, he's group one place as a three-year-old. Um, if he can get sort of somewhere back to close to his best, uh, he'll be winning this even with the wide gate. I think he can overcome that. And, um, yeah, happy to be with him. Race four, number five, head of state. All right, racing in the West on Saturday is at Ascot and Greg Hooper has done all of the form. His best bet comes up in race five and it's number four premium choice. The last start winner uh, has come up with barrier eight of eight, but uh, with Paul Harvey to ride should be pretty hard to beat again. And Greg's value bet is race seven, number two, Tad Weir, knocking on the door this time in a couple of seconds and a fourth leading into this. Should be able to come across from a, an awkward type gate, 9 of 12, but has the early speed. Should be able to be thereabouts and take plenty of catching. And Greg's also pretty keen on the Velvet Queen. Likely to be quite short, but uh, very well placed on the minimum in race 8. That's number 10. Racing in New Zealand on Saturday is at Pukekohe and Trentham. Pukekohe have got the big meeting. Of course, it's normally at Allersley, the Karaka Millions, with the two-year-old and the three-year-old. Just a six-race card, but... Uh, it's a twilight slash night meeting over there. So first race around 10 past two. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, and it's a pretty good card. Uh, the Tiakau team have a huge hand throughout the day, uh, obviously with Opie Boson riding most of their big fancies. But um, the two-year-old race, uh, race four, I've made Taliska my value bet, number four. Both runs in defeat have been excellent. Um Boson is on Troy Bryand, who probably looks the pick of the Walker team. They've got seven in it, Walker and Tiakau, so terrific effort. But uh, I think Taliska at around $8 can run a good race each way. And I am with the Tiakau team and Opie Boson for my best bet. Race three, number two, Maven Bell. Uh, class act, only beaten once. That was in a group one. She had a long time off and she resumed with a big win first up. Uh, I think she can beat the... 
The boy in Pia, who hasn't been seen since winning the Group 1, 2,000 guineas over a mile. Uh, he's a talented horse. I think he's Sydney-bound, obviously, now with uh, some Aussie interests owning him. But I think Maven Baldafilly will be too sharp. Uh, the highlight of the night, no doubt, is the final race, race six. This is the three-year-old classic, and we've got the very exciting Legato. She won the 1,000 guineas for the Phillies. Um, she takes on winning machine Wild Knight, who's building a big picket fence, and also Prowess, who was placed in the guineas and then came out and won very impressively last time out. So it looks a really good race to end the night. Uh, I've got Legato just on top. Uh, good to see a couple of the Aussie boys there riding Damien Lane. Over to ride for Andrew Forsman in the two big ones, and he's picked up a few other rides, and also Dan Stackhouse has got quite a few rides. He's uh, gone over to ride the Moroni-trained shoes in the two-year-old Caracamillion. Million. Uh, Trentham on Saturday, their middle pin of their three-day carnival. They've got the Wellington Cup coming up Saturday week, but my best at Trentham is race seven, number six, Sassy Merlot. This is for the Mike Moroni and Pan Gerard stable, down in class off recent runs and just looks very well placed with just the 54 and a half. And my value bet comes up in race nine, Skelter Dialina, number 14. And if you're tuning in and recognise the colours, they are of the former very talented Galloper Viandercross back in the 90s. Uh, they haven't gone around all that often since, but um, this bloke is showing a bit of promise. He's been a bit plain on heavy tracks. The one time he got a sort of a half-decent track in his brief career to date, he got into a soft five and he showed a, a real neat turn of foot to win. So hopefully that's the sort of conditions we're working with and I think he can uh, improve on his last couple of unplaced runs uh, as you touched on earlier Daniel we've got a bit of a lead in towards Saturday's action with the rapid racing day at Flemington uh, the last couple of years they've uh, this has sort of coincided with the uh, jockeys series of the sort of country versus city um, racing Victoria have shelved that this year so it's just uh, a normal race card but all seven races down the straight and some sort of lesser graded races running for big money. Hence, they've attracted uh, some decent-sized fields. So what have you found for us at Flemington? I found it quite tough overall. Uh, seven races down the straight. It's a bit of a hard ask, but we'll try our best. Um, race five, the best bet in on the, of the day. Uh, we've gone with the 10, Pink Cashmere. Um, quite like this filly from the Mara Neusta stable. She contested a stronger race at the Valley last start. Didn't have the greatest of runs out wide. She, I thought she worked the line okay there. Um, the maiden win prior to that was quite dominant. The horse in behind a rain lord came out and franked the form in subsequent starts. But I think Cashmere back in grade for this. Um, look, first go down the straight like a few of these. But uh, I think she's a quite a, a talented filly and I'm happy to be with her. Race five, number 10. And the value um, comes up in the last. And with the uh, Nick Ryan tra- trained Zion, uh, Zion, in race seven, um, look, just a bit of a back market. It gets a long way back in, in his races, this horse, and he just didn't look a winning hope at the turn at Wangaratta last start. He was a mile off from there, but uh, ran on really well. Thought he did as well as he could have from that position, um, and that was re- running on to third there, and it was reflected on the clock. He recorded the quickest last 400 and 200 of the meeting. You'd imagine down the straight, probably a bit more clumped up um, than a race around the bend. Won't be as far back, and Went down with a nice turn of foot, um, you know, down the outside of the track. He's drawn uh, 14 there, so he'll be on the right side of the straight. And 
And uh, yeah, I think Zion could be uh, might be hard to hold out in the last race seven, number eight. Yeah, it was a, a difficult program, as you mentioned, Daniel. I made my best prop picks, uh, the former Hong Kong galloper. Um, number race six, number 17, I think still needs one more scratching, was third emergency, but we've had a couple come out already. I thought it was well-placed to break through. Good effort at Sandown behind Cy. Went up to 78 grade, got a bit too far back, but did run on pretty well again behind that gallop and also Jungle Jim. Uh, just looks well-placed, I would have thought. Third up, and my value bet comes up in the opener. Uh, there's a couple of decent newcomers here, in particular number six, Grey Song, bred to be pretty good. I'm invincible out of Rewaya and has been jumping out well. But I've gone with the filly, number 12, Muiska. She was jumping out really nicely before the debut, and she was well found, 320, but struck a heavy nine, showed speed and sort of knocked up, uh, was tipped out straight away. She's had two nice jump outs since, and we should be working on a firmer track. So we might see the uh, true sort of level of her ability on uh, Friday, and she's a pretty good price. So happy to spec her on an each-way basis. Well, that just about takes us out for this weekend's podcast. But before we go, we better crack on with the Lazy Lobsters. And Daniel, last week you get a uh, reprieve because your horse-inspired <laughs> son was scratched. A well, a well-timed reprieve. Oh, um, gone in a couple of months, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Barks's Beretta, no good. And well, my parry sound that. Uh, we continued that over to Thursday and uh, didn't get much luck. Unfortunately, running into some trouble there on Thursday at the Gold Coast. But um, this week, who have you found for your $20 bet, Dan? Go to Doombin. Race eight, uh, a mare that's bursting to win a race. Um, number 13, Tillinham. All righty. And I will go to uh, Randwick. And we'll make it our best bet there at Randwick, which is Kanazawa. And he is in race eight, number one. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully we found you plenty of winners over the weekend. Don't forget, go out and pick up your winning post. We've got all the action covered Friday through till Monday. Plenty of good reading as usual. And we will be back next week with the preview podcast.